1: Good morning, peeps, and welcome to Woke AF Daily with me, your girl, Danielle Moody, recording from the home bunker. Folks, you know, the pundits had said that the primary results were going to be foreshadowing for where Democrats and Republicans are with midterm elections, and they are right, and it is for once for once for the love of fucking God in our favor, Kansas. I can't believe I'm about to say this is the saving grace, the state of Kansas folks, ladies and gentlemen, where, you know, it is a majority white state. And you know, that I have been very vocal about my frustration with the lack of accountability and responsibility that white women take for upholding our democracy, that when things are not affecting them personally, right, that, you know, they're good to vote alongside their husbands and their boyfriends. And, you know, I was Lee of ye of little faith because I'm going on 2016 election results, I'm going on 2020 election results, and I'm going on the fact that Republicans have been really fucking suspect in their, you know, (laughs) uh, under the cloak of darkness maneuvering that they have been doing in order to get these abhorrent uh, ballot measures on the box. You know, we all know that I think that the 2020 election was, I believe, the um, highest turnout that we have ever had. And I still don't think that it reached 70%, right? Right. Um, we are still at a pace where supposedly everybody who is a citizen of these United States and above the age of 18 and older are eligible to vote. And what we all have always found and have always seen is that there is a pretty much about 40% of the population that doesn't vote, uh, let alone, and that's in presidentials, let alone in midterm elections. Well, um, guess what? Republicans did not count on, or maybe they thought that we would just lay back and take their push towards authoritarianism and stripping away one right after the other. Maybe we would take that just lying on our backs. Maybe we you know, wouldn't notice that now um, women and people with uteruses in a majority of states in this country have no recourse to an abortion. That not only do they have no recourse in their state and have to pay the penalty of being able to travel, take off time from work, but in some instances, like we've seen in Texas, they have criminalized, right, criminalized abortion. We saw what happened with the state of Indiana who was the state that an Ohio 10 year old rape victim needed to travel to in order to seek an abortion from a rape victim at six weeks and three days. And let me pause for a minute on that note, because I heard something the other day that again, if I was running messaging for the democratic party, this shit would be light work, right? So I heard the other day that Republicans are tripping over themselves to talk about the 10 year old rape victim as if she was in a relationship with a grown ass man, right? Uh, referring to it as a relationship talking about teen and tween girls as if they have the capability to be able to become parents and Deal with the physical, not even speaking of the emotional, but the physical trauma to their bodies of pregnancy, right? That they are literally doing mental gymnastics. This group that is all about following the QAnon bullshit theories around pedophilia and the lies that they fucking spread, and they see no hypocrisy whatsoever in the bullshit. That they would spew at Democrats that are supporting trans kids, right? Because this is where this all came from, is LGBTQ people, right? Being inserted into, oh, I don't know, American history, American uh, education and curriculum, going so far as to pass bills that don't say gay because we don't want to have groomers. But then these same people, these very same fucking people turn around and want to tell you that, oh, it's gay people and drag queens reading stories that are grooming your kids. But they're talking about a 10 year old in a fucking relationship with a grown ass fucking man. And they're talking about a 13 year old girl being totally able to become a parent. Like, are we in the 19th fucking century? Because again, if I'm doing messaging for the Democratic Party, all I'm taking are these motherfuckers' own sound bites, right? And putting that over an ad that says, they don't see you as people. You are incubators. You are ovens, right? For the purpose of authoritarianism and patriarchy. That's it right they don't care like it's amazing to me that you have, they have the audacity at times to once again go after places in the middle east right places on the continent of africa and talk about the treatment of women and girls right and stand on some fucking high horse and yet you have republicans now trying to convince the populace that 10 year olds should be parents how does that even make sense right But again, this is the party that produced a man that talked about rape and legitimate rape the fuck. So nonetheless, in a turn of events that makes me, you know, have to consider what this feeling is that I'm having, what this glimmer is that I'm having. And and friends, dare I say, I believe it's hope because Kansas people turned out at presidential voting levels to smack down that ballot measure that would have extinguished access to abortion in the state of Kansas. Now, if you listen to my conversation yesterday with our friend, Dr. Jonathan Metzel, Jonathan had pointed out to me, he's like, look, Kansas isn't, Like Texas. Kansas isn't like Alabama or Mississippi. It's actually a fairly moderate state. And because, you know, of my prejudices, which I'm fine to say, you know, living on the East Coast and being a product of New York and then, you know, of Washington, D.C. being the furthest fucking south that I went uh, in my life to live. I have a distorted view, you know, I don't have the same view or understanding of what is moderate and what is just, you know, Trump country. So Jonathan was in fact, right. When he said, you know, this is going to be something to watch. It isn't just a given that the people of Kansas are going to sit back and allow their access to abortion and their rights to be taken away. And they didn't. So let me read you just a little bit of this article from CNN, which reads this, thunderclap ballot box victory on abortion rights in Kansas gives Democrats a potent midterm issue. And I'll get into the reason why they are saying that now it is a potent issue for Democrats. Because remember, friends, abortion is something that has been the third rail in politics. While Democrats have always pronounced themselves to be pro-choice, they also are the ones that came up with the terminology around abortion needing to be, you know, safe and rare, right? And the pushback from progressives over the last, you know, decades plus has been abortions need to be safe and whenever the fuck you need one, right? But it was this distinction, again, falling into this stereotype and trope that abortion is something that people with uteruses use as birth control, which if you actually cared right, about numbers and statistics and truth and facts, you would know that we had been experiencing A significant decrease, like decades of decades decrease in the amount of abortions that are even done in this country. Why? Because we have robust access to contraception, right? Um, And those things go hand in hand. But when you have Republicans wanting to strip away abortion, wanting to strip away access to birth control, well, what are they saying? Women are nothing. Women and people with uteruses are nothing more than incubators. We don't give a fuck if you are able to be in the workforce. We certainly are not going to support you with paid maternity leave or paid parental leave. We certainly are not going to support you with having to pay for childcare services or making it even so that the companies that you do work for are required to have daycare, right? Are required to offer you these things. They don't want to put the burden on anyone, but the people, the citizens of this damn country, right? Because they sure as fuck don't want to put the burdens on employers. They say, Oh no, no, no. You know, that won't, that won't allow them to make the robust profits that the shareholders and CEOs need. Right. But at the same time you turn around and you realize everything, all of it is about punishing Women and people with uteruses. It is also about taking away power, right? Taking away bodily autonomy, taking away the ability to map out your own economic future. Because you see, if I can't decide when, where, and if I want to become a parent, and I'm not in the financial situation to be able to become a parent that can support another mouth to feed, then you are robbing me of my ability to set up my economic future in a way that is stable. There's a reason why people wait later in life to have kids now. It's one, because women in particular are still penalized from leaving the workforce for pregnancy, even if you are given a sizable maternity leave that then you got to cobble together with disability leave and got to cobble together with something else to be able to have the first six months of your fucking child's life with them at home, getting back into the workforce, you're still looked down upon. I don't care what people say. You have missed time. And now when you are taking time, whether it's to take your child to the doctor's appointment, to take them to the dentist as they get older, to be able to go to parent-teacher conferences, it's men that are celebrated from being able to take that time. But women in the workforce? You are completely looked down upon and become a burden to said employer. And again, we have recourse now that allows you not to be fired if in fact you are pregnant, but that doesn't mean that the culture and the climate is set up for your success, right? So when we look at the pushback that happened in Kansas, this is what was said. As Republican-controlled state legislatures around the country raced to outlaw the procedure in the aftermath of the Supreme Court decision overturning Roe v. Wade, traditionally conservative Kansas, given the chance to directly respond at the ballot box, denied their own elected leaders the chance to revoke a right that has broad support across swaths of independent polling. They go on to say... The rejection of the measure highlighted the increasingly stark divide between the activities of Republican state lawmakers, often in legislatures gerrymandered, to effectively guarantee GOP control and the political and policy desires of American voters. In more immediate terms, the ballot measures defeat on a day of extraordinary turnout also provides a clear indication that the desire to defend abortion rights could be a potent issue for Democrats in the coming midterm elections. And folks, I'll tell you, let me read this little point and then give you my thoughts. The polling from a variety of sources is unambiguous and consistent across party lines. Abortion rights are popular and the Supreme court's ruling is not the most recent CNN poll found that 63% of Americans disapproved 51% strongly of the court's decision. The Kaiser Family Foundation came to a similar conclusion with 61% of respondents to their survey saying they wanted their state to guarantee access to abortion. Only 25% want them to restrict it. So I want you to think about that for a minute, right? Because that 25% is what is important. Because when we think, right, again, let's think about this all, folks, as like a fucking Venn diagram right now. When you think about the one circle, of people who voted for Donald Trump in 2016 and 2020, put that on top of the people who also believe the big lie, put that on top of the people who refuse to get vaccinated, right? Put that now on top of the people who believe that America should turn into a Christo fascist state. It's that 25%, right? It is 25, damn near 30% of the population that is on board with this bullshit. Where our problem comes in as the fucking majority is that we are not at the decision level, right? And what is the decision level I'm talking about? Oh, the Supreme Court, the nine overlords of this country who are not elected by anybody, but instead appointed by the president of the United States. Well, in the last two Democrats that we've had, right? each of them has gotten one appointment with Donald Trump getting 3 because Mitch McConnell stole one of them and jammed through another one with absolutely no pushback whatsoever other than finger waves so the reality here is that when you care about polling because you are trying to vie right for the people's favor Then you don't make decisions like how Republicans have moved and made decisions to turn America into their moral Disneyland. But you see folks, there's something else. And this is why we need to consistently talk about voting rights and access to voting and gerrymandering, right? Because what this article said at the top is that you're talking about Republican controlled state legislatures that have been gerrymandering the fuck, right? Out of their states and precincts to make sure that they are able to choose their voter as opposed to the voter being able to choose their leader. So when we are doing right conducting all of these polls about where the American people are, well, if you no longer need to actually rely on convincing the voter. But rather just making sure that the right voter votes for you and that you're closing down precincts or, you know, erasing voter rolls or, you know, doing everything that you can to make it impossible for people of color and young people and people that are disabled to actually be able to vote. Well, then you don't need to be concerned. You won't trouble yourself with fucking poll numbers because that doesn't matter because you don't care. And again, if I were leading messaging for the Democratic Party, this is what I would be making the case explicit, right? I would make this case explicit. Republicans don't care about polls. They don't care about your desires. They don't care about your future. They don't care about making the world and this country a better place for you. They care about their own comfort, their own wealth, and their own power and access, How do I know that to be true? Because a majority of people do not want the bullshit that Republicans are trying to jam down their throats, but because they have been allowed in broad fucking daylight to gerrymander the fuck out of their states. This is where we are. (laughs) Indisputable with Dr. Rashad Ritchie is one of the latest shows on the TYT network and also the fastest growing news show in America. On his show, Dr. Ritchie plays no games regarding policy, delivering a heavy dose of fact-based truth and penetrating analysis on all the top news stories focusing on racism, criminal and social justice, politics, police brutality, Karens, and much more. Listeners can also expect interviews with fascinating guests, political leaders, commentators, and even fiery debates with conservatives on a wide range of policy topics in the bullpen. It is an indisputable fact that you will love this show. Listen to Indisputable with Dr. Rashad Ricci on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe so you never miss a new episode. Hey I'm David Plotz of Slate's Political Gabfest.
0: As another election season accelerates, it can be tricky to sort through all the noise in the news. Each week on the Gabfest, John Dickerson, Emily Bazelon, and I decipher the headlines, break down the races, and tell you what issues really matter. We do not always agree. We definitely do not always agree, but we always deliver thoughtful debate and we always have a good time. So subscribe to Slate's
1: Political Gabfest. New episodes every Thursday. So I think that it is, you know, folks, really important for us, right, to pay attention and to tell the truthful story, right, about where this country is and where it is right now and rightfully so is in a place of pure rage, the question that was, has been being asked since the overturning of the Dobbs case, which was effectually overturning Roe v. Wade, that the Supreme Court and Justice Solito did, and then in the concurrent opinion and the concurrent decision, uh, Clarence Thomas put a big spotlight on what else they are coming after when they readjourn, right? When they come back together. The American people are saying, not on my fucking watch. And that is what is giving me hope. 900,000 people in Kansas turned out to vote. That is on par with who came out to vote in the presidential election. These people, not only did they sneak this ballot measure on, right? Not only did they sneak this measure on in the midterms when they know that turnout is low and attention is low, but then they sent out, right? All of these like, wrongly worded questions and robocalls that were just spreading lies to confuse people so that they would not show up. And again, if you are spreading fucking bullshit and lies, right, that means that you know your shit ain't popular. Because if it was, then you would be singing it from the tops of every hills and mountain knowing that the people would flock to you regardless of the nefarious strategies that you're going to put in place to try and make sure that either they don't know the right day to vote, they don't know if a yes is actually the yes that they want, or if it's a no, right? You wouldn't do any of those tactics. So, you know, as, as the many pundits and pollsters we're covering the returns and we're still waiting on some other big races. And, you know, we know that the Trump backed folks in Arizona and in Michigan did really well, right? We know that those that were in other places did not. But the fact is, is that Trump still has considerable power over the Republican Party. It doesn't matter that the man is a full-on criminal. It doesn't matter that he has multiple court cases against him. It doesn't matter that the man who is so disgusting fucking buried his first wife on his goddamn golf course. Like, what the fuck? Nonetheless, I think that this is a pivotal moment for Democrats to not mince words to not play it fucking safe. Right. And to recognize that, guess what? It just so happens that taking away bodily autonomy from a majority of this country is not a good idea. And that now more than ever, if you are running for office, I don't care what level of office you are running for. If you are not being fervent in your opinions about what this country needs, And who is trying to destroy it? If you are not speaking feverishly about abortion, bodily autonomy, power, and the ability to chart one's own course, which is the tenant foundation of what it means to be an American, what it means to actually be free. And if we're not tying the words liberty and justice and freedom to these things, we are missing an opportunity because the people are showing us exactly where they are. And they are not going to go quietly into the cold, dark night as Republicans had hoped. And I tell you, folks, that pressure creates two things. It can create an explosion, it can create a diamond. And I'm saying right now that I need fucking Democrats to be mining, right? To be following, taking the lead from the voters. Taking the lead from the voters who are telling you, stand up for us. Fight for us. I said this the other day on um, Marielle Trump. I have joined her roundtable of Avengers, what she calls the, the Nerd Avengers, And they, Marielle Trump does a show on that is live on YouTube every Tuesday, uh, that I'll be joining, uh, with an amazing panel of people. Many of the guests have been on woke AF, but one of the things that I was asked this week was Danielle, what can Democrats do? What should Democrats do? It's a question folks that I am asked every single time that I am being interviewed. And what I say and what I continue to say and what I will say again, tell the fucking truth, right? Do not mince words. Do not half step. Do not not say things with the full throatedness and the puffing out of your chest. We are in the fight for our lives. The people of Kansas got that fucking memo right? And I cannot believe once again, that I'm using the people of Kansas as an example of what it means to show up and show the fuck out, but I am, and I will applaud people where they need to be applauded. And these good people need to be applauded. I have also continued to say to my lovely white listeners, particularly white women, right? Use this, what happened in Kansas as your rallying cry to get your cistern together, right? Do not assume that your book club, your soul cycle class, your plant group, you know, is on board with abortion and willing to fight for it. You gotta ask the hard questions. You gotta offer the hard probes. And you gotta tell people young and old, are you registered to vote? Have you checked your registration lately? If you know that you are in a red state that likes to play fuck around with the rolls. We need you to be as activated and engaged, not only on issues that affect you, but use your power and your privilege to uplift the issues of others whose voices, sadly are not given as much weight and power as yours is. What would it look like if in the way that we are seeing white women galvanize around abortion, if they did that around voting rights as well? What would it look like if they did that around police reform as well? That instead of something needing to personally affect you, that you say to yourself, what kind of world Do I want to live in? Do I want my family to live in? And what power do I have to actualize that for them? Because I can't imagine that a majority of people in this country want their kids to inherit air that they can't breathe, water that they can't drink, right? That are never going to be in the economic position to be able to buy a home, to own a car to go to college, right? Everybody wants the same goddamn things, friends. And it is the ability to feel safe, to live free, right? And to pursue your own American dream without obstacle or oppression. So can we give these people all, right? The benefit of the doubt and say, your struggle is my struggle recognizing that we are all linked right that all of us have the same desires we may go about the tactics differently but we have the same desire to live free and safe and healthy and to pass on those tenants to our children so if you are in a place of power and privilege access it, use it, and not just only for your own benefit. That is it for me today, dear friends on Woke AF. As always, power to the people and to all the people power. Get woke
0: and stay
1: woke as fuck.
0: Imagine getting in a hot, stuffy car in the summer. You know how it cools off much faster when you roll down the windows first to get the hot air out? Well, that's exactly how an easy-breathe basement ventilation system works. Removing all the musty, damp, stagnant air and replacing it with fresher, cleaner, drier air. Take charge of your air with easy-breathe ventilation and get $250 off today. Ask about DIY kits. Visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com or call 866-822-7328. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2%. 0 cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.
1: Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand.
0: It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself
1: to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and
0: connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody.
1: Rugged, resilient, and timeless.